the four-part teaching series, Deliverance, featuring Jennifer Martin. In this series, you'll learn what deliverance is, why it matters, and how you can lead others through it. And now, here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Welcome to part four of four of Deliverance featuring Jennifer Martin. Yes, that's right. This is part of a series. So if this is your first time watching, welcome. You actually don't have to watch all of them. I mean, it's it's ideal to watch them in order, but don't go anywhere. Uh, stick around. It's going to be a really powerful episode. Uh, we've got, we're going to be doing some Deliverance session at the end. So stay tuned. It's going to be really, really, really great. So um, also just a reminder to everybody. So you can click over there and you can actually revisit the whole one. You can share the whole playlist with people. You can send it to your friends, to your family, people that are actually in need of some deliverance. And a lot of doors are going to open as a result of this for all of you guys um, to be equipped, but also to get set free yourselves. It's going to be an amazing thing. We've had some amazing testimonies. So we're going to actually highlight one of them here in a couple of minutes or a couple of seconds. I kind of want to just jump in because we got a lot of ground to cover. So um, my guest today doesn't really need any introduction other than her name. So that's welcome on the show today, Jennifer Martin. Hey. Hey, everybody. And Jeff, I am so excited. Yeah, this has been, this is, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a yes. really good one. So um, excited. So before we get going, I kind of wanted to touch on a, a testimony, we, a testimony that we got from a woman named Jory. And it was from the second episode. It was from part two. And I actually saw her in the comments when this was happening, but she actually showed up late. She showed up basically for the deliverance session. And that was it. She didn't, she was like, oh, they're live. And she clicked. And then we were in the deliverance session and then God just totally grabbed a hold of her. Uh, so basically she had been dealing with uh, longstanding sexual abuse. Um, and uh, and you had actually pointed out that, and I remember you saying this, you said, uh, that you felt that uh, she said, I felt the hand of the Holy spirit on top of my head. When Jennifer said someone had deep, deep trauma and hurt, and it's all coming out now. And she mm -hmm. said, I've, I've had many deliverance ministers pray for me, but it was like, I, I couldn't get past these triggers. I would get so upset and offended when a minister would call someone a drug addict among other trigger words, I had been asking for the baptism of fire. Uh, and basically during that session, the Lord just totally, totally just blasted her. And she's like, mm -hmm. just kept saying in all caps, I am free. I'm set free. Uh, and it was all from th this. And so that's, I'm saying this to people to, to build your faith too. If, if you've never been a part of a, any kind of a deliverance session and you may immediately dismiss something like this format right here um god is very much taking advantage of this opportunity and so just come expectant uh of what god's gonna do so is that yeah, cool it's a, that's amazing there, and that's just one of the testimonies i've been mm -hmm. seeing on your comments for this series and everyone needs to watch the entire series today's going to be probably one of the best episodes, but I know that the first three is absolutely vital in your foundational mm -hmm. understanding of yeah. deliverance and, you know, how to move in it, who can move in it, the, the, you know, what you need to know on the foundation to be able to build upon that so that you can walk in deliverance. But I want to say that I didn't know deliverance would happen through a live stream until yeah. after it started happening for me personally at the revival meetings over the last year. 
and then I did some live streams and I just started praying for people and it started happening. And I didn't know it was going to happen, but I just believed God to do it because mm-hmm. there's no distance in the spirit. Yeah. And I watched as God did over 30 deliverances on my first live stream and it was overwhelming. And I sat yeah. there and I just wept because mm-hmm. I want people free. And I know yeah. God's heart is for people to be free. And I feel the weight of the world and, and the, the trauma and the pain that people carry. And I know that that's God's heart. He's He's feeling it. And I feel that intercession of His heart. Mm. And He is so passionate right now about setting His kids free. Mm. And I know mm. that He is so excited that we are believing Him and providing this platform so mm. that He can do that very Come thing. on. Come on. Okay. So uh, the first three episodes, part one was about what is deliverance and why does it matter? Part two was the heart behind deliverance. Part three was who can do deliverance? Well, Jennifer, what is part four going to be about? Part four is the signs pointing to that if someone needs deliverance. So we're going to talk about how to know when you need deliverance and the signs of that there could be a demonic presence Mm. pointing to the needed deliverance. Yeah. And this is going to be for those that are walking somebody through deliverance and the four people that need to be walked through deliverance, correct? Yes. And yeah. how to partner in the deliverance. So we, we need to touch both of those angles. Awesome. The one doing deliverance, what to look for, how to look for things and roots and cycles and uh, works of the enemy, works of the flesh. And then the person receiving the deliverance, there's ways you can actually partner to help your freedom come forward. A lot of people don't know that. And then there's another uh, side angle of that of... Um, the plan of the enemy to try to stop the deliverance. And so we need to touch on all those things. Mm, Awesome. Okay. So let's just jump into it. How do you know when you or someone you know needs deliverance? Okay. So the first thing I would look for is that there's a sign of the work of the enemy. So maybe there is a work like a curse happening. The person might be continually getting sick. And we're talking not just a one-time sickness. We're talking a very strange, obvious cycle of sickness happening. Okay. You know, the person gets sick, they get healed. Then the next year they get another sickness, they get healed, more sicknesses, they get healed. Their mom gets sick, their dad gets sick, their sister gets sick. You know, there's all kinds of, of things around them pointing to, okay, this is more than just the normal, you know, somebody can get physically ill, catch a cold, catch the flu kind of thing. This is an evidence that there's something more at work. So I would say a cycle of sickness, a cycle of like some kind of torment in the person's life. Mm, There could be, so not just sickness, but what, what cycles are happening? You know, is there fear continually? Are there situations coming up that is causing panic, anxiety, and it doesn't just happen once, but it happens over and over and over. So Mm. is there a continual pattern? Let's make it simple. Is there a continual pattern of something that you know is not from God? There could be a demonic root to that pattern. Um, Generational curses, which are also connected to patterns. So somebody could have a generational curse on their bloodline because they got something that their mom got or their dad had and their grandparents had. So that is obvious. You guys know that. It means there's a generational curse there. It needs to be broken needs to be renounced. It needs to be cut. It needs to be, that root needs to be uprooted 
And when those sins are renounced and covered, it's very simple to receive deliverance. Once those things are taken care of, it's renounced, the sin is repented of, Mm -hmm. even on behalf of the bloodline or the ones that did it in the past. And the person asks the Lord to forgive them, cleanse them, and he does. And then that demonic spirit that came in through that generational curse has to go because when the legal reason that he was there is removed, he can't stay. Mm. So a generational curse is also a sign of needing deliverance. Mm. Now, really quick, I want to, cause I can, I know people are going to ask this either in the live chat or in the comments later. And we see this a lot in, you know, referenced in the old Testament, even generational curses or iniquity. Um, and from your experience, I mean, obviously it shows that the need to deal with our stuff, the need to be, be, be healed, to give it to God, to allow him to fully renew us. But mm-hmm. from your experience, like why, why does that happen? Why, why is that? Cause someone, someone would say, even an unbeliever would say, well, that seems unjust. That seems unjust to have you know generations suffer because of the result of one individual so what would you say to that we have to go back to the word because Mm -hmm. the lord said that um iniquity he would visit upon the third and fourth generation so we wish it wasn't that way but what are you going to do you're going to change the lord's word you know no that doesn't seem right well our god is above us his ways are above our ways his thoughts are above our thoughts and he is, you know, an omnipotent, omnipresent God. He's a spirit being that mm-hmm. is above everything and rules the universe. So I just feel like we should submit to the rules of the Lord. So I look at that and say, okay, it's how it is. Mm-hmm. It is what it is, yeah. right? So it's, it's going to go to the third and fourth generation, but it can be broken. Mm. It can be broken by those people. And then it doesn't have to go to your children. It doesn't have to go to your grandchildren. And do you know why I know this is a really truthful thing that happens that it visits? Not only do we see it in the fruit, but Jeff, when I've done some deliverances and Mm -hmm. I tell the demons, you're leaving this person right now and you are not allowed to touch their children or their grandchildren. And when I say grandchildren or any future generation, I have never seen so much angry manifestation. And I temper know tantrum, I, maybe yes. you could say. <laughs> yes. And I know I've hit it because they're like, oh, yeah, I'll leave this person. Pff, cast me out. It's fine. Yeah. I'll just wait till for their kids to open a door of sin and I'll get in, you know, to them because the legal access is still open. But if you cut it off from the kids and the future generations and you have all right to do that, friends, you can do that by faith. Speak it. Cut it off. Renounce the sin. Command it not to touch your bloodline ever again. And I tell you, those demons know that they would have had a chance. But when I say, it'll literally not even throw a fit when I say kids. It'll partly throw a fit. Yeah. I'll say, you won't touch their kids. And it's like, no, you know, <laughs> screaming at me. And then I'm like, oh, and you're not going to touch any future generations <laughs> either. And it's flat out <laughs> screaming at this point. And I'm like, High drama. okay. Yeah. Okay. So I yeah. see the plan of the enemy right here. Yeah, that's great. So we need to make sure we target the entire bloodline not just deal with the one person but Mm -hmm. where did this come from and where is it trying to go yeah so that's so i don't know if you can at some point today there's a question from carissa she says how does jennifer deal with generational curses in a deliverance meeting setting does that 
does that come up? What do you do if you've cut off all the ones you know of, but things only get worse? What like, I mean, maybe it's like a case by case thing, but what mm -hmm. would you say to that? So they're saying after the person gets freedom of that generational curse that they get worse after? Yeah, like what, what, what do you saying? do if you've cut off all the things you know to cut off, mm -hmm. but things only get worse? Mm. There must be some underlying root there that was not dealt with. I would go to the Holy Spirit on this and say, Holy Spirit, you know that I have taken care of everything, renounced everything that I know of, have taken authority, cut it off the bloodline, repented of sin, that I'm not in sin. I'm, I'm walking in holiness. You know, I'm not continuing in some kind of iniquity pattern. You know, the, you know that you're just before the Lord, that you're not walking in sin. Mm -hmm. So if you're not, if that person is not continually sinning in some kind of pattern, then that enemy has no right to stay. And if you yeah. cut the roots, it has no right to stay. So yeah. I feel like this is the place where you need to dig into your faith with the Holy Spirit and say, I know that anything not of God has to leave this person mm -hmm. because yeah. everything is taken care of. And by faith, I cut the roots. I command it to leave them and their family members and future generations. And I command anything not of God to come out of this person's life right now. And I'll see the anointing begin to move. Mm. And even when I don't know what the demon is, sometimes I don't have time to get the demon's name or know what it is, but the Holy Spirit does. And I don't need to know for the Holy Spirit to do the mm -hmm. deliverance on the person. I don't yeah. need to be know everything. He knows yeah. everything. So I'll watch the Holy Spirit and his power move on the person and pull demons out of people. And I never even knew what it was. Mm. And they cough them out. They hack them out. They you know, vomit them out, all these things. And I never knew its name, never knew where it came from, never knew where the root was. But the Holy Ghost did. Mm -hmm. And he like, well, that was something. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. 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 So and I. My my experience with this was something that happened to me, which was it was kind of a similar situation where it's like I had cut off everything I knew to cut off, um, mm -hmm. but I actually had somebody walking me through deliverance, and uh, so that's definitely. I mean, it, I would say obviously you can do self deliverance and that can happen, but um, I would I think I personally would prefer to do it with somebody uh, who's experienced in it. Um, uh, but there was something where they said, they were like, you know, just ask the Lord. And I was like, I don't hear anything. And they said, I actually got something. And they said it. And I was like, no, no. And then immediately the Holy Spirit was like, yes. And then I was like, and then he showed me exactly who it was in my past that, that came into agreement with something. And, and then like that, I actually had like, it was, it wasn't like a big you know, physical manifestation, but it was a minor one. And I was like, well, there, there it was. And so I think, cause I was at the same place where I was frustrated. And this is to encourage the person that asked this question. If, if they're the one that's actually struggling with this, this issue, um, is that it was, it was, um, through that. I totally forgot what I was going to say. Cause I was so focused. <laughs> Anyways, you get the idea. So it's more yeah, to encourage knowledge through the other person. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like, I initially dismissed it. Cause I was like, no, cause I had done, I was in that same place where I was like, I, I've done everything I know to do. I've asked the Lord. And, and so it was like, the Lord had brought this person along to help assist me in finding what this thing was. And it, it genuinely was genuinely was not me going, trying to make something that was there. Cause I initially dismissed it. I was like, no, 
And then the Holy Spirit was like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay. All right, Lord, show me what about this or who in my path, you know, and then it, so that it actually brought freedom to me. So that's more to encourage the person that asked this right. question. And wisdom is found in the multitude of counselors. Yeah. Yeah. And we do need to submit to each other in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And I also want to say this. If you've done everything and there's still signs that there's some kind of demonic activity or some kind of struggle, or maybe the activity is coming in through weaknesses of the flesh Mm. where people haven't gotten control of their flesh. That's also a possibility. You know, when there's this flesh cycles happening, which is Galatians 521 is the works of the flesh. And you can go through that and you can read about the works of the flesh and then read about the works of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit, which is 522 of Galatians. And this tells you, kind of gives you an idea of like, okay, if I'm in these works of the flesh, this is obviously opposite of the work of the spirit. So it's the works of the flesh where the demonic spirits can try to come in. Yeah. Because you are yielding to that flesh. And when you do, you're giving rights to the demons. And the more you walk in iniquity and the more you keep sinning and falling and letting your flesh control you, the more you open doors to the demonic realm. So I would say, yeah. is there any areas they need to submit their flesh? Now, now mm. let me just tell you this one thing. This is where I would turn to prayer and fasting. Fasting. I know we talked okay. about not yeah. doing prayer and fasting for doing deliverance. That's different. I don't feel like I have to pray and fast to cast out demons because I don't. I don't do it. But I do feel I need to pray and fast either for breakthrough in my own personal life. Mm-hmm, that's good. Or a person like you want to seek God and get closer, pray and fast. If you have a struggle, I know story after story after story of people that broke off works of the flesh, like lust and very powerful mm-hmm. demonic Same. you know, attachments yeah. to that through fasting. Yeah. Like a I've seven heard, day yeah. fast, pray and break it. So yeah. tell that person, do a fast by what the Holy Spirit tells you. And let's get to the root of this thing and let's get freedom. Yeah. And so that's actually great because that was actually one of my questions because I was like, okay, say you got delivered uh, and all of a sudden, say you had a good, real good epic cry, you know, and it was like, that's how you got delivered. That's how it manifested. And you actually felt lighter, but all of a sudden you start seeing issues still there. Maybe you feel like you have a better handle on them, but they still come is like, well, you know what you don't need the 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 demon a demon of sugar addiction cast out of you you need to master your flesh you know mm-hmm. uh, and so that you actually just answered it yeah and you need to be filled with the holy ghost mm-hmm. i mean i think we've hit on this we say get baptized in love get baptized yeah. in the holy spirit yeah. but guys you've got to be filled with the holy ghost this is yeah. number 1 if you're filled with something all the other things that are not of him will be washed out it's like putting a cup under a running faucet You know, you drink enough of the Holy Ghost, worship, pray, read Mm -hmm. your Bible. You know, the Holy Spirit will fill you and he will target and show you what needs to happen in your life and even take care of a lot of it without you even knowing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, for a long time, uh, I guess basically when I became a Christian and then like 10 years on from that, I realized that. I would just go and have like a big meal with God and then go my, go on my merry way. And then I'd find myself in dire straits again. And then I would, cause I wasn't staying connected to the source. I was like, oh, I'm going to, it is a pit stop along the way. God, I'm going to have these mountaintop experiences with you. And then I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to try and sustain myself off of one meal. And then I'm going to go rather than staying completely nourished all the time. And I realized I'm like, it sounds like a no brainer, but it's like, oh, I need to actually like, 
deny my flesh and what my flesh wants to do in entertainment or whatever it is. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. And actually spend enough time with the Lord constantly. Like, stay connected to the source. And I think that 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 really, that made the difference in my life, made the difference in a lot of people I know's lives as well. Yeah, every day. You know, you have to, you have to be filled. The Holy Spirit, we have to ask Him to fill us every day. Be Mm -hmm. filled and filled with the Spirit of God. But the reason like these cycles come in, this torment comes in, and this demonic oppression can come in is because there was something that legitimately happened to the individual in their life somewhere that caused trauma and brokenness in their soul. And the enemy can use that because the enemy doesn't play fair. And he can come in through abuse, trauma, and any place in the soul where maybe Mm -hmm. a person didn't have their father growing up. Maybe their father left. And that place in their heart that was void of their father being there was a playground for the enemy to come in and look at what he could do. Unforgiveness, anger, rejection. Think about all the things the enemy can bring in through that one situation. And we've literally seen demons cast out of children, you know, that have these these places of trauma and void in their life. And this is this is one reason I just am so passionate to see people heal, because I know it's deeper than the demonic stuff that's happening. Where it's actually starting is where their soul has been completely torn apart. And it's it's knowing that that's underneath the demonic stuff is where my heart pulls into it. And I start ministering to their heart. Mm. And oftentimes Jeff will see um, people cry and weep and, and get healing in their soul, say through a word of knowledge, maybe we're praying for someone and God shows me they were abused. And it's hard to approach that with someone without, you know, it's such a fragile place to go with someone like seeing that they were abused growing up. Oh yeah. So a lot of times I won't call it out specifically. I'll say more, you know, all that pain, all that trauma, all those places where you've been hurt and I'm targeting it that way. And is and when I do that, I'll feel all that pain start to come yeah. up. But on the other end of this, when people get ministered to their, their heart and the places where they were broken in the place where the trauma came in, where the demon came in, And the Holy Spirit, by His love, starts ministering to that place, and He starts mending it together. And then we'll often see demons scream out of people right after that happens. Wow. Because the thing that was giving them the authority to stay there, that wound and that trauma, was healed by the Holy Spirit. Mm. And now the demon has surfaced because it's been literally uprooted. Yeah. And that's amazing. So uh, just randomly, I was just thinking about this because I know that there's people out there that have chronic illness and they've done everything they know to do and they're still in the trenches of dealing with this chronic illness. Um, And even maybe there's demonic oppression attached to it, but there's a a woman that was 12 years on oxygen. It's a quick little 30 second. I just wanted to play it really quick to kind of just, and then I don't know if you have anything to set up with this video or just play it. Well, at this moment, so you don't get to see the actual deliverance happen. It's her testimony. So I can tell you before that, um, the Holy Spirit was moving so strong. This was in Pennsylvania just recently Mm -hmm. in April. He's moving so strong. People are getting delivered. She's up front, and I just go to lay my hand on her and start praying for her. I did not know 
that she had been on oxygen. I didn't know that she had this condition at all. I'm just praying for her and like, Holy Spirit, touch her. Holy Spirit, touch her. I'm not praying any word of knowledge, anything. All of a sudden, this like whooping cough noise comes up. Wow. And you know, that's a bad noise if you've ever heard it. Like, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> people, you, they, it's like they can't breathe, you know, and it's yeah. just like hacking. And everyone is looking now because they're thinking, call 911. You know, right. this lady can't breathe. And I'm having to say, she's okay, you know. And, and she was, and, um, I was like, that's it. You know, I knew it was a demon coming out. I was like, I was like, get it out, get it out. It's like, I was like, let it out, let it out. You know? So I start just like, you know, come all the way out and she hacks that thing out. And then she takes a big old breath and I didn't realize what was actually happening until after when she told us this testimony Mm, of how long she had been on oxygen. Dude. Okay. So let's play it. Here we go. I come to the revival here and saw Jennifer Martin, and I was healed. Um, I had a a demon of uh, taking my breath. I was on oxygen for 12 years, and I needed a lung transplant, and I got healed. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so grateful. Thank you. Thank you, guys. God bless you. See, okay. So let that build your faith, people who are dealing with illness. And you, I would imagine she's she spent a lot of time having people pray for her and spending a lot mm-hmm. of time. I mean, 12 years being on oxygen, mm-hmm. you know, and she got her breakthrough. Yeah, so. and I didn't know the name. I didn't have to call out the spirit of whatever, you know, and I know that that is a way people can get deliverance. So don't get me wrong. I'm not coming against any ministry that looks for roots or looks for spirit names and, you know, finds out all the information and then cuts it off. And I feel like that is definitely a form of deliverance and is very fruitful. Mm -hmm. And there's been times where I have done it that way. If it comes up and it's a talker and I'm like, okay, you ready to talk? What's your name and where'd you come from and how many generations and let's go now I'm cutting you off and okay, we'll do it and we'll do it quickly. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, you know, we don't have to have the name. I feel like God has put a faith in me. Maybe this is offensive to some people in deliverance ministry, but I feel like God's put a faith in me that I'm like, the Holy Spirit knows the name and he knows the root and he mm-hmm. knows everything they need. So why don't I just completely yield to him and just and just speak to it and let the Holy Ghost do the work. Mm-hmm. And I find that that faith level brings such a realm of the Holy Ghost setting them free. I'm like, I don't need to go into the model of say this, say this, say this, say that, even though we can use it. Sure. And we'll teach it so that you guys have all the arsenal you need. We want you to have every tool in your tool belt that you can pull out and we will teach it so that the Holy Spirit can quicken you and tell you what's needed in that moment. I just want you to know that it's okay to just completely lean into the Holy Ghost and not know and trust his power, mm-hmm. trust his love. Yeah. And that's my favorite. So yeah. yeah, he set her free. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's just like, I mean, that honestly, that makes sense. I think so often there's a lot of emphasis like, no, you need to have the demon tell you what its name is. You need to have it tell you all these things. Quite honestly, it's a demon. I don't care. You know, like that's my kind of my attitude towards demons. Yeah. I'm just like, they're dumb, uh, selfish things and i just they need to leave you know and it's good for the fact of other people especially unbelievers seeing deliverance and seeing demons manifest and speak out of people i know that we've seen people saved because they saw demons screaming out or talking out of people 
and they knew that that was a demon, it was obvious. Like mm. you can't, you can't act. No one can, you couldn't even pay someone to act that good. So all these people saying like people are acting doing deliverance. I'm like, you can't even find a Hollywood actor that could act that good. So mm-hmm. stop saying it's acting yeah. and repent on, of your no. sin and come yeah. to Jesus because this is real, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we've seen people get saved. So whatever the Holy Spirit wants to use, it's like Holy Spirit, have your way. You know, sometimes I think he, he releases his fire and he, the fire gets so hot on the person that the demon just, it comes up and it either talks yeah. or it screams or it comes out, you yeah. know, but eventually it comes out all the time. Yeah. But sometimes they're stubborn. Yeah. So, okay. So let's, mm-hmm. let's hit the um, evidence of a curse thing. Cause I know you've been talking about that kind of, but um, I don't know if there's more you have to say about it, you know, cause you're talking about there's cycles, evidence yeah. of a curse. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. Everything that according to John 10, 10, where the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So I look at that and I say, okay, the enemy has three purposes. Steal, kill, or destroy. And you have to ask yourself, is what is happening, is this thing right here stealing from me? Is it bringing death? Is it killing or is it killing something in my life? Or is it bringing destruction? In which case, I'd say, okay, that's a fruit of the enemy, and it has to go. So there's no reason you should tolerate, guys, any kind of lack in your life, any kind of any curse or something that is stealing from you, something that's trying to bring death, something that's trying to destroy you. There's no reason that you have to tolerate that Mm. at all. And I think a lot of people have gotten so used to things, they're just like, well, this is how it is. Well, it's just how the cards played or whatever. And I say, no, you know, Jesus paid the price on the cross to bring full wholeness to us. Like shalom means wholeness. It means nothing missing, nothing broken from Mm -hmm. your life. So if there's anything missing, anything broken, the Holy Spirit, even in loss and pain and things from your childhood you should have had that you don't have now, I want you to know the Holy Spirit, he wants to take everything missing and heal it. He wants Mm -hmm. to take everything broken and heal it and you don't have to stay broken you don't have to the holy Mm -hmm. spirit wants to give you freedom you need to know that and now it's your job to fight for it Mm. let the holy spirit set you free Mm. so stand nothing should be allowed to steal kill or destroy jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So until you're at that place where you are thriving and your life is full and you're living abundant life, then I say, friend, you should fight against the enemy, stand against him, do not tolerate this work in your life, and you by faith start calling into what is supposed to happen. If you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, Jesus said you can say to the mountain, be removed. And he was literally in that conversation because of a deliverance that was supposed to happen for the young boy. He was throwing himself into the fire. He was manifesting. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is in this conversation with the disciples. Why couldn't we cast them out? And he goes, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can say mm-hmm. to the mountain. So I said, the Lord gives us permission to believe. But we often back away from it because of disappointment, because of unanswered prayers that we think that either didn't happen, God didn't hear us, we didn't pray right, whatever the case may be. but. Underneath all of that, there is a place of faith that can create the substance of God that we are to live in. 
faith, hope, and love. We are supposed to be thriving in these three things. Not steal, kill, and destroy. Faith, hope, and love. I've never said that before. <laughs> that was good. Just let me stop and thank the Holy Ghost. Quote not, it. Not, come on. Yeah. Not yeah. steal, kill, and destroy. Faith, hope, and love. Mm. So yeah, this is our inheritance. When mm -hmm. Jesus paid the price, we were given full life. So guys, we've got to fight. We have got to fight. The enemy is on an onslaught. We can see that, but he doesn't get to have us, our family, and our kids. Yeah. So let's go. Yeah. So what do you think it's unwise for people? I mean, I guess it kind of depends, but um, do you think it's unwise for people to say, I have a history of blah, 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 and my family, ergo, that's just something that blah, 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 blah. Do you think, I mean, how would you say would be a good way to look at that? Because obviously, on mm -hmm. a, a you know, a genetic level, somebody might have obesity, for example, but you can actually, even that you can alter scientifically. They've proven you can alter. If you mm. make the course correction yourself, you can actually stop it with yourself and then your children and their children can actually not have that, that issue with obesity. Mm -hmm. So what, I mean, what would you say to something like that? Yeah. So what's behind the course correction, mm. faith, believing, stepping into it, putting action to it, and then faith works by love. So don't forget love. Let's put them all together. Faith, hope, and love. This is how we should be living every second. Mm -hmm. Never give up. Never stop believing. Mm -hmm. Never stop loving. I absolutely believe people can change. Jesus said mm -hmm. all things are possible. Mm -hmm. I would not own it if your parents have it or had it or even if you're in it right now and your parents have it. I do. I'm very careful about words just because I understand mm -hmm. how quickly I can use them to cast a demon out. And it's like, let go and leave. And then you see it happen. So you realize these words are very powerful, yeah. you know, and it's by words that the demons even came in. If somebody ever we've had to have people cut off agreement with the spirit of suicide because they said things like, you know, I hate my life. I don't want to live anymore. You know? And when they say these things, even if they don't deeply mean it in their heart, it doesn't matter. Enemies got the rights right there. And that spirit can come, that suicide can come, and those thoughts can come. And we've had to, um, one time the demon wouldn't leave, and we realized that it was a word agreement. And we asked the girl, have you ever said and made an agreement with the spirit of death by not wanting to live or saying you want to commit suicide? And she said, yes. Uh, okay. And we said, you've got to break these words right now, because that's why this demon is not leaving. We can do nothing past your own authority. And if you've spoken that over your own life, I can't do anything for you because you've given authority. You've got to break your word. You've yeah. got to break your word curse that you spoke. So, so could it even be like a, like a passing thought? Say somebody had like a thought of suicide that was just for a moment, but they'd never actually renounced it. They actually just could that be the same or is it more like an actual declaration, like saying it? Yes. I don't think it's thoughts because according to the word, it says thought conceived gives birth to sin. That's true. Yeah. Because so you I, can be tempted and you can have yeah. a, you know, a temptation to, and that's not a right. sin to be tempted. Yeah. Cast down every thought mm -hmm. that exalts itself up against the true knowledge of God. Bring every thought captive into the obedience of Jesus Christ. So we see right there, the war does start in the mind. We all know that. Mm -hmm. So don't let the thoughts get root. So it's mm -hmm. one thing to have like a fleeting thought, 
But it's another thing where you come into agreement with that thought and it actually goes into your heart and it's rooted there yeah. and you can feel when it happens because you That's actually me. believe it. Mm-hmm. So it's one thing to feel a little bit of fear. It's another thing to let the fear enter. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, and I'm afraid now, you know, mm-hmm. and you literally are, have come into agreement with it and actually feel the fear and you come into agreement with the lie of whatever you're afraid of, but you have to stand against it. God had to teach mm-hmm. me that you have yeah. to, the wars in your mind, guys, the enemy's looking for the seed in your mind that you'll receive it. You'll let it plant that you'll agree it with it. You'll let him water it. You'll see all of that works, whether for good or for bad, whether mm-hmm. for fear or for faith. Yeah. You know, so we have to uproot that lie and say, no, mm-hmm. I'm creating the image of God. And I cast this thought down because that is not who I am. And if you've got to get your Bible out, friend, and start just speaking the, the word of God really loud until your brain gets lined up with the Lord, then do it. It's a good good place to start, too. Yes. You know, if you don't know what else to do, uh, that, that's honestly what I do, too. If I'm kind of at a loss for what to pray, scripture, I always fall back on scripture. It's always a good place to start. Yeah. So. The enemy doesn't want to hear it. He'll shut up real quick. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So, okay. Um, okay, so let's actually get into um, one that I'm really curious about because I've never actually been able to like fully identify this for somebody. What is a familiar spirit? Because that's another aspect of all this too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people will get free of something or get healed of a sickness and they know they were healed. It's obvious they were healed. You know, the pain left or the mm-hmm. lump shrank or whatever it is that happened. Or um, they got free of fear. They know they got free of fear. They stopped fearing, right? So they get free and then say a week or two down the road, something happens and they feel like the same thing happening. And they're like, wait, I thought I was free. And I feel like this is a place where a spirit knows the assignments that was on that person's life, other spirits around in the atmosphere, and they look to see if they can get back in, but they're not Mm -hmm. in. And they'll even try to make you think that you're not healed or that you are still afraid and that you didn't get free because they'll come from the outside and try to mimic stuff. They can even try to put pain and things like that. They can try to put thoughts of fear and then you're like, I didn't get free, but you did. And they're just waiting for you to get agreement so they can get in. Mm. So stand after you've Mm. done all you stand and don't let the enemy come back in because you know the truth. And when you know the truth, the truth makes you free. So you stand in who you are in Christ and you stand in that freedom and you don't tolerate the devil. You've got to get your war paint on, Mm. you know, because the devil is not relenting. He is obviously never going to stop trying to come and devour us. Mm. You know, he is like always looking and seeking for whom he can devour Mm. and he will never, never stop that onslaught. So friend, we can't stop either. Mm. We've got to onslaught the enemy. He's just looking for a doorway. So I want to share this dream I had. Yeah. Because I think it goes with this point right here mm-hmm. um, with the enemy looking for a doorway. So I had a dream and we know the scripture about your enemy, your enemy, the adversary roams around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So in this dream, there is a lion roaming around, walking around in my bedroom and I'm laying on my bed and I'm just resting. And this is what beds are supposed to be. They're supposed to be a place of rest, a place of peace, you know, where you regain your strength, where you lay down and you, you know, get strengthened for your next day. And it's supposed to be a place of comfort and rest. Well, how am I going to rest and be comforted? There's this lion 
walking around, pacing around in the floor. And I, and I see it and I'm like, <gasps> and all of a sudden it notices that I saw him. And then he jumps on the bed and puts his head over my neck with his mouth wide open and pauses. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. And it knew it couldn't bite me, but here's what I knew in the dream. I knew that it was waiting to see that if I would be afraid of it, it would then be allowed to take my neck out. But I knew, and I laid there. This is the most intense dream I've ever had, I think, yeah. as far as this goes. <laughs> I laid there, and I knew if I even think a thought of fear, this lion is going to tear my throat out. I cannot fear. Mm. I could, And I said, I will not fear. I will not fear this lion. And so I knew that I had the power to stop the lion by what I allowed in my mind. Mm. So I feel like the Lord was showing me a plan of the enemy. This is a strategy he uses to get at people because we are higher than the enemy. We have been redeemed by Christ. We are made in the image of Christ. We're being conformed to the image of Christ. And the enemy knows he's not above us. So the only way he can try to get at us is if he can get us to open doors to him. Mm. So this should encourage everyone that literally the enemy cannot touch you unless there's a doorway. So here's what I'm saying to, to you guys. The enemy will try to get you to fear so that he can actually get in your life. So if you don't want the devil in your life and you start fearing something, you know what you need to do? You need to say, you know what? I'm not going to let fear in. I resist that fear because I don't want the actual assignment to come in and attack my life. Mm -hmm. Whether it's you're fearing sickness, fearing this, fearing losing someone, fearing that. When you fear things, you're giving power to it because fear is just faith in the opposite realm. Yeah, it's just faith, negative faith. So you're still using faith. And when I got that understanding, I was like, oh, I can't ever fear anything again. Yeah, because <laughs> I didn't want what I was fearing to happen. Mm. So I realized that that's a real thing. When you're allowing that fear, you're allowing the enemy just to go ahead and take your neck out. Mm -hmm. You're just allowing him to go ahead and take your life. Don't do it. Yeah. Stand strong, guys. And the that's enemy good. will not be able to touch you. Yeah, I got a kind of a, an image from the Lord when kind of a not it's sort of similar i guess but it basically was like a fortress and it was like really really fortified and he's yeah. like this is who you are this is this is you this is you this is that person over there this is jennifer martin this is he didn't say that but for the sake of the you know illustration it's like this is who we are we're this impenetrable fortress but it's like an, the enemy's laying siege but it can't get in it will try but it can't get in but when you when you allow things in your life, it's like going over to the gate when you're being laid siege upon and opening the gate and allowing the enemy to come into your fortress. And right. I was like, wow, that's yeah. And, and so I think there's a lot of people that get when they get delivered of things or when they set a boundary with somebody, for example, maybe there was somebody who's taking advantage of them. They start setting boundaries and they start feeling that person or the enemy hitting those boundary walls that you set up that they can't get through, um, they get worried. They think they're doing something wrong. I'm like, no, that actually means you're doing something right. If you feel the enemy starting to try and challenge 
that it, it's going to happen when we start setting those boundaries. But I think mm-hmm. um, that doesn't mean so for the example of uh, thoughts, you know, like your thought life and you start feeling the enemy trying to bombard you with thoughts of fear, for example, um, you don't give it. That isn't you giving allowance to it. It's you actually entertaining and then, you know, accepting those things, you know, like with the, the lion for, in this case, you know, you know, you knew you couldn't be afraid of it. It was trying to threaten you. It was trying to, to tempt you into, to, to being afraid of it, but mm-hmm. yeah. it had no authority. It could not, it knew it was not allowed to touch me unless I opened the door of fear. In which case, as soon as I thought this lion's going to kill me, or if I, as soon as I thought any fear of it at all, like, cause where does fear come from? Fear comes from that thing is stronger than me. Mm-hmm. So if I even felt like that lion is stronger than me, see, that's fear. Fear is I can't save my life. I can't do anything. That thing has control. That's where fear comes from. Other things have control. So you have to let go of the fear and stop needing to be in control even and put all of your faith in God that Mm -hmm. he has control and that he is above all things. And the power of the Holy Ghost is stronger in you than is in the world. And you have to agree with that truth that's in the Bible and stand on it, no matter what it looks like around you, you've got to get so stubborn in the spirit that if the enemy is setting up camp around you and say he did come in your fortress and he came in and he set up camp and and you thought you had all the doors closed and somehow an enemy got in and you don't know what happened, but here's the good news. Enemies can be driven out. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what enemy got in, came in. I don't care what doorway he came in through. I don't need to know his name. All I know is he's sitting on my stuff and he's moving out. And that's what you got to be like. That's my couch. Get out of here. (laughs) That's right. He can't be, he can be driven out. And remember, Jesus said, go and cast out demons. He's Mm -hmm. literally telling us, drive them out. You know, the Lord always called the army of Israel into where the enemy's camp was set out, set up. And he always had a plan to drive out the enemy. It wasn't just the Lord's voice saying, go leave the land of my people, Israel. He said, you, Israel, stand up, take up your swords, take up your shields, march forward, send out your praisers and drive out the enemy. So guys, I don't know. I don't know if we've lost hope. I don't know if we've lost faith, but I want to tell you something. God can renew that hope and faith inside of us and we can stand up again and we can drive the enemies out of our life. It doesn't matter if it's been 20 years there or however long, guys. It doesn't matter if you're believing for a child for 20 years and it's hard and I get that it's hard, Mm -hmm. but don't you dare give up. When you lose hope, that's where you lose the battle. You keep hope inside of you. You keep faith and you say, I don't care if I ever see it. I'm going to fight till I go be with Jesus. Mm. Because I feel like God looks at our heart and he looks at our stance that every time the enemy tries to push at you, you're like, bring it on devil. Cause I'm going to push right back. Mm-hmm. And guess what? My push is stronger than yours. Yeah. And you're going to back up mm-hmm. out of my family, out of my kids, out of this generation out of my church, out of whatever, you're backing up devil. And I'm telling Mm. you, it's time to wake up, guys. We got to pray and we've got to stand. Yeah. And I'm reminded of the story of the woman with the issue of the flow of blood as well, where Mm. it's like 
even if you're at this place where you're like, I have nothing left to give, but I have faith in the name. I have faith in the name of Jesus. Like she was like, if I can just touch him, like, you know, um, and I think that that's the place where we can always find our strength renewed is in abiding in him is, is in that, that communion with him. That's where our strength is renewed. That's where we kind of get a renewed sense of purpose. If we've lost our sense of purpose, um, it, 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 there's just, there's power in the name, you know? And so, yeah. Amen. Yeah. So just to kind of land back on familiar spirits one more time. So if I'm understanding this correctly, and this is for myself, because I want to be able to communicate this properly to people, Mm -hmm. a, a, a familiar spirit is a demon, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And it's a demon that is, look, it senses the assignment that was on other demons that have been cast out. And it is now trying to try, try and find a way back in. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that, mm-hmm. is that right? Yeah. And it can also be from the family, you know, a, a okay. spirit that was on a person. So it's familiar because it's around the family. It knows the weaknesses. It can gotcha. hop from one person to another around the family because they haven't closed the door so they can hop around Mm. um it can also be spirits mimicking dead loved ones which is why in the new age movement that they think they're talking to dead loved ones no this is the spirit that's actually in your house that's been hanging around you that's been with your loved ones and been on the generations and it knows all the information so of course it can tell you their name their birth date and all the information and you think you're talking to uh, someone in your family and it's not it's a demonic spirit Mm. that knows all the information they don't die they've lived on the earth for however long thousands Mm. and thousands of years like they know all the information so and they know how to fool people so this is why you've got to have discernment of the holy ghost that that thing that says inside of you this is not right there is something off about this that's called your inner witness so you don't have to like i said before john 10 10 you anything that a familiar spirit wants to do is still kill and destroy and you don't have to bow down to anything in your life that is trying to come and still kill and destroy. Period. I don't care. Don't listen to their lies about, well, you're still sick and you didn't get free. You didn't get set free. You're not healed. Don't listen to their lies. Jesus Christ paid the price on the cross. Wow. They're liars. Yep. Jesus good. already paid the price for you to be healed. Mm. You step into it. You say, no, I'm whole. Mm. I am healed. So would you say, just really quick, would you say that, say there's somebody who's like, we moved into this house or this house has been in our house for or our, our family for a hundred years or something like that. And the ghost of my grandfather shows up. Uh, would you say that's a familiar spirit? Yes. Yeah. I would because it's demonic spirits that have been there just looking for the next family member on the bloodline to torment. You know, if it's, and they can be in that place. They can be in that location. There can be actual objects and things that they can connect to that gives them the right to stay in that house. And they don't mind hanging out until the next, you know, person comes along that they can try to torment. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's, um, let's spend a little bit of time. Cause we're, we're, man, this has gone so fast. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to talk about, uh, satanic ritual abuse and dissociative identity disorder (DID), formerly known as split personality disorder, multiple personality disorder. So, yeah. yes. 
So my first um, situation of encountering a DID SRA person was at one of the revival nights. Um, I didn't understand the extent of it until we got into it. She said, please, can you pray with me just in a room privately? And we don't do one-on-one private deliverance things because of the overwhelming request we get. So we tell people we don't do one-on-one and we don't. But at a revival service, that's where we were. I was happy because there were other people in the main area to take her off to the side because I knew they could be there if we need them. But I also took extra people in the room with me so that Mm -hmm. it wasn't one-on-one. So I knew a little bit. She just said she had gone through some abuse and that she had gone to other deliverance ministers and they couldn't help her. And she felt traumatized by the experience. And she was even scared to be there that night. But something in her thought, I'm going to go here and, and maybe these people can help me. Right. And so the Holy Spirit brought her to us. So we're sitting there and we sit down in a chair. And as soon as we sit down, the demons come up in her and go, you can't have her. Like immediately, like we sit down, I'm like, okay, so I guess we're starting with you. Hey. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. You want to be first to talk today? Yeah. So I was, so every second a demon would pop up, say something. And within five seconds, she would pop up and say something. And then 10 more seconds later, another demon and then, and then her, and then another age. And I'm talking like chaos. If you would have videoed this, you would have thought you're in the twilight zone. I'm not kidding. I was literally going, what is going on? (laughs) And this was 1am after we had already done multiple deliverances and spent hours with people doing deliverance. Yeah. And we asked her if she would hang out till everyone else received their deliverance. We wouldn't mind helping her because her case was very severe. So many, many years of satanic ritual abuse, which I found out later. And then as the things were going on, I realized, okay, this girl was literally giving over, given over to Satan as a young child. Um, what I, I can't even repeat what they do. I don't think people realize the horror behind satanic ritual abuse. It's worse than what you could ever thought. Hmm. And it will make you so angry at the enemy that things like this happen to children. And that, and that, so when a person is hurt and they go through the abuse, say the first time it ever happens, say they're four years old. When they go through the abuse, the trauma is so bad mm. that the brain splits off that part of the life and compartmentalizes it. Mm-hmm. And that becomes the four-year-old personality, or you would call it multiple personalities. Well, that's what it is. It's a place where they were traumatized. They split it off, and the brain literally separates it and forgets about it. Mm. So now it's a survival mode. And I had... Um, a person that I know that's been in 35 years of DID, which is dissociative identity disorder slash SRA satanic ritual abuse ministry has done 35 years of this ministry. And I have been talking to them since because I encountered it. And so I had to call them up. I was like, I have all these questions. Like, what was this? What was this? So they told me they believe it's actually the grace of God that the brain splits off so that the person can continue living. Wow. Without the memories of what their body went through and their soul went through. I was like, oh, my goodness. Yes, that is a miracle that the brain can do that. So then they go on. You know, it's been a year or two or however long. 
and something traumatic happens, the brain splits off. They're 10 years old, something traumatic happens, the brain splits off. This is what mm. happens, and this is what happened with her. Wow. So I'm like, Holy Spirit, what do I do? Because she needs to have her soul healed first. I knew enough by the Holy Ghost. This is amazing. Okay. This is the most training you'll ever need is dealing with DID and SRA. I just have news for everybody. And I literally had no training. So I just want to say this to everyone. When you don't know what to do, you can lean into the Holy Spirit. Because I literally had no clue what to do. So I said, Holy Spirit, what do I do? I don't know how to do this. I don't know what she needs. What do I do first? I mean, there's demons talking. Her five-year-old self is talking. You know, her her whatever 20-year-old self is talking. And they're all saying different things. And they're coming up and they're saying things. And it's crazy. I was like, it, this is crazy. It was so chaotic. There was no flow or form of anything happening except just sporadic things happening. Okay. So the demons would come up and scream and scream and scream in my face. I'm talking wide open, right in my face, screaming. And I had to say, stop. I had to paralyze the demon. I was like, I was like, stop it now. You were not allowed to scream at me. Right. So I'm saying this to her. I'm like, go back down. Okay. So they went down and I'm like, Holy Ghost, what do I do? And this is where he gave me wisdom within. I, he told me within 10 to 15 minutes of this chaos happening, I was like, I don't even know where to start. Do I start with the little girl? Do I start with the older girl? Do I get her to renounce things? Do I, do I need to have her to repent? Do I need to talk to the little girl? Do I need to tell demons to go first? I was just like, I don't know. So um, the Holy Spirit said, the demons are trying to interrupt what needs to be done. And you need to talk to each one of her ages. You need to minister to them until they're healed. Like they're individual people. Yes. Wow. And you need to tell them the gospel, preach Jesus to them, and get them wow. coming to me. Let me take their pain. And then every demon attached to that year of their life that came in at that year will leave the ones connected to that specific age. I was like, oh, okay. So it's nice to know. I just knew it. I don't know how to explain it other than I just knew. So the Holy Spirit gave me the understanding. I was able to then realize this is what was happening because I'd say, okay, five-year-old so-and-so come back. I called her by her name, but I'm not going to say her name. But five-year-old come back, you know. And I would say that and the demon would come up and go, no, we're not going to let you talk to her. You can't talk to her, you know. So this is what, and then I knew, oh, I've got you now. You don't like what I'm doing, do you? Busted. Yeah. Busted. <laughs> I was like, okay, I got it. I know what to do now. And so. The demons, though, will try to intimidate you guys, and you cannot be intimidated by these demons. I mean, full on come up out of the chair in my face, screaming, like literally almost hurt my ears. It was so loud, like blood curdling screams, you know. Mm -hmm. And so what they're trying to do is get you to fear. It's like the lion dream, literally. Mm -hmm. Like, let's see if we can get you to be afraid of us. I'm like, I'm not afraid of you. I literally said, you can stop screaming in my face. I am not going to back off and you're going to come out before we're done. So you can just stop your little fit. Mm. So anyways, you know, so, <laughs> so here's what happened. I, I, so I talked to the, the five-year-old and asked her if she'd ever heard of Jesus. And she said, no, she'd never heard of Jesus. This was genuine encounters because after I told her about Jesus, she, she literally acted like a five-year-old, like shuffling of the feet, kind of like pulling the feet up in the chair, you know, rocking, doing kind of like little childish things. That's how I knew this was literally a child's mind. So preach the gospel. The child gets says, yeah, I want Jesus get saved. And I said, okay, you can go to Jesus now. And the child literally, that's what it just went. 
And then, I mean, you can't see anything, but in the eyes, I could see that there was a shift immediately and uh, another personality or age would come up. I do the same thing. This happened eight or more times. I was like, how many times do you have to preach the gospel to one person? Jeez. And so, man, it was legit real. And I'll tell you for people that are questioning, listen, there were moments on certain ages, especially as we got older to the teens and the 20s, they started weeping. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. They didn't know about Jesus. You know why they don't know about Jesus? The SRA, the satanic people will not. They will tell them Jesus is a bad person. And they won't tell them about any, of course they're not going to tell them about any good things that Jesus did. So this girl literally knew nothing. These ages knew nothing about mm. Jesus. But, but the saved girl, the one that was the oldest, the one that came to me for deliverance, had been a missionary for two years and was saved, loved Jesus, knew Jesus, and was traveling the world doing mission work. Wow. Yet having all of this stuff on the inside of her. Man. And that is really sad. So she legitimately cried, though. Like the, the other, the teenagers in the 20s, as the Holy Spirit began to heal and the love of Jesus came in and she gave over the trauma and the pain of the abuse and what she went through to the Lord, she sat and she cried and mm. it was the most beautiful thing. And I realized this is real in her heart, even though it's weird for me and I don't understand it. And I have so many questions right now. I was like, this is happening. This 16 year old's getting saved. Mm -hmm. And then they would leave. They would, they would, I mean, it's not, she doesn't leave, leave. It's like the pain and trauma would leave and the parts of her that were broken off would heal. Mm. So they would reintegrate into her. So it's really hard to explain. Cause yeah. this is like advanced yeah. deliverance school is what we're doing right now. Yeah. But um, yeah, they reintegrated and I was able to talk to her and say, okay, so what I need from you now. So I have like, you know, the main one, the present age uh, girl. So what I need from you now is I need you to now receive Jesus into all those places that have been broken in you and let that love just melt down all the way through you. And right now, and I just speak to you that all of the pieces that were broken, I command them to come back together. And as I did this, I could watch and I could literally see it happening like in the spirit. I could watch her and how she transformed. Wow. And she got completely set free. Amazing. So, so basically we, what you're saying is there's no, there's no person too lost. No. You know, because somebody would oh look goodness. at something with the idea that, oh, well, she needs medication. She needs a psychiatrist right. or a whatever. Right. She needs something yeah. that I can't give her. Right. And it depends on the story. Some people mentally might need medication that helps mm -hmm. them because most medicines, there's a lot of flowers in it and stuff. I'm not anti-medicine that the, you know, the botanical medicines and all mm -hmm. these, a lot of uh, the medicines they prescribe have things in them that are good for the mind. And, you know, maybe they're deficient in some mm -hmm. things and that can help them. But if you look at someone's story and those things happened, you can guarantee if someone was abused or went through SRA or has the ID, there is a high likelihood that there are demons attached to it. So I wanted to say that we did her deliverance in two sessions. The first one was about healing. And the Lord told me to paralyze all of her demons, that they were not allowed to torment her until we were able to meet with her the next week. And I didn't know you could do that. I did it by faith. Yeah. <laughs> For all the people, wait, wait, where is that in scripture? And give me a model. I'm like, I don't have one except for Jesus said, whatever you do, do it by faith. The Bible says all things are possible to them that believe. So I did. 
I said, mm-hmm. Lord, it's 6 a.m. We're tired and we can't cast all these demons out right now. We could be here for hours, right? So I was like, we're going to paralyze the demons because she was about to literally pass out. We paralyzed them. And I said, come back next Friday. So wow. she did. And I asked her, have you had any torment since we paralyzed the demons? And she said, no. Wow. Okay. They weren't See, able to go. talk to her or torment her or do Sweet. anything to her. And yeah. she was fine the whole week. I said, Man. all right, it's time to get the demons out. And literally all the demons left immediately. I said, okay, all of you in there, you already know what's about to go, go down because you know what happened last week. She has done everything she needs to do. None of you have a right to stay. You're all coming out right now. And immediately they start coming up. We grab mm. a trash can. She is hacking. I mean, it was like this one after the other for an hour and a half. Demon after demon after demon after demon. It was nonstop. And I sat there and was like, whoa. (laughs) Because before I couldn't make the demon leave. And I tried to when they were manifesting and they wouldn't leave. So this shows you right here. This is a great story. When you deal with the root of the pain and the soul trauma and you heal it, the demons will easily leave. Hmm. Yeah. Amen. I know people have lots of questions on that. Yeah. And there's a lot more to... (laughs) to to talk about with that you know yeah. and um, partnering and how to receive deliverance you have to trust the holy ghost to show you people amaze me in their deliverances because i'll ask them i've never had a deliverance as far as i know of a demon spirit myself personally like i'm not aware of any demons manifesting out of me i've never heard somebody say a demon was manifesting out of me The only time I ever went through a deliverance that I would consider it is like heavy weeping, heavy crying. You know, you can just feel like pain detaching from you coming out and it feels supernatural. And you guys know what I'm talking about. So other than that, I don't know personally what it's like to go through deliverance and experience a demon coming out of your body. So when I did deliverance with people, I would ask them questions after because I didn't know at the time. I just started doing deliverance. So I asked them. What is happening when you're going through deliverance? Are you there? Do you like go to a boat with Jesus? Are you floating on the water? You know, are you floating on rainbows in heaven? (laughs) What's happening? Are you on a water slide? Are you in darkness? Do you even know that you're there? Do you hear anything? So I've gotten different answers. Um, One answer was completely blacked out. Didn't even know she was going through a three hour deliverance. It's probably a good thing. It was a very good thing. (laughs) It was a very good thing for that one. Yeah. Because that's the one that was stuffing hay, trying to stuff hay. and Oh, that was the hay mouth. There was a few of them, but that was the most drastic one. And I was like, thank God she was not aware of what happened. That was the grace of the Lord. I'll tell you that right now. And so the other one said, well, I could hear everything you were saying. And I knew that I could either partner with you 25%. 50 percent, 75 percent, or I could 100 percent go to Jesus and trust him and trust you and 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 let him do it. And I was like, OK, that's interesting. They're like, yeah, it's like the Lord called me and said, come here. I've got you. Trust me. And she said, I could feel the Holy Spirit pulling me to the." She said, I don't know how to explain it other than it's like you go to the back of a room and the demon goes to the front of the room. Hmm. And she's like, Jesus was standing there with me, holding me, telling me it's okay. But she could tell and see what everything else was happening. She could, she said she could, she could see me, 
but she didn't have control of her body. She was like a spectator in her own body, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that must be a little scary. So hearing a little bit of this makes me be a little more compassionate to people going through deliverance. Like Mm. they're looking at me through their eyes right now and I don't want to terrify them anymore than, you know, than is right. And although sometimes I give really serious looks to demons because they get on my, you know, I don't want to say they get on my nerves, but I want to say they, they, they make me very angry, you Mm -hmm. know, and I'm like, Oh, I want you out of this person because you've tormented them too long. So Um, so people have said different things. They said that they knew by the Holy spirit that they could yield all the way and let the deliverance happen. And those people had the fastest deliverances. Mm. And then you've got others. They were like, I asked them why, what was going on in your mind? Because their deliverance was very odd. Some of them like struggling, going back and forth and couldn't get the demon out. And the demon would take so long for me to detach it. And that's not normal. I'm usually able to get them out very quickly. I was Mm -hmm. like, what was going on in your mind? And he said, well, I didn't know if it was real or not. Oh. He was like, I didn't know if this was really happening or if it was me. He said, the whole time I was thinking, is this me or is this a demon? I was like, oh my goodness. So the whole time I was struggling against your unbelief is what was happening. The whole time I was having That's to wild. fight against whether you were deciding yeah. if you were getting deliverance or not. Yeah. I was like, oh, but see, the Lord is patient. Love is patient. Love is kind. <laughs> More patient than us a lot of times. And we're going to do it. We're going to be patient with people because I love them. Yeah. So you're like, yeah. man, it's like 3 a.m. I'm tired. I want to go oh, to bed. So many times I have, I have died and died and died and died to my flesh that I just mm. don't know how it could even have anything left in it. <laughs> it I feels believe like it. That. It really it sounds like, like it. that. Lord, yeah. please. I'm not taking that as a challenge. Please, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> be gentle, don't test please. me. Don't test me. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Okay. So yeah. I want to get, make sure you get time to um, pray for people. Yes. Um, But really quick, I want to play. It's like a two minute video just to kind of build people's faith. Maybe who are still, who are still on the fence about whether, you know, well, I need somebody to be able to like point at exactly in me, you know, what's going on. And, and this is a video. Well, tell, tell what this video is. This is a, a highlight of the deliverance and the things that happened at the tent revival anniversary which was the one year anniversary of the deliverance starting under this ministry. Mm. So this was night three and this was April 23rd. This was a Saturday night. Okay. All right, here we go. And he deserves to receive the reward of his suffering. And right now you need to let those things go. You need to cry it out, honey. You need to release that pain. You need to release that pain. You need to release your call to the Lord. Time ago. Let him have my love. 
chills watching that like that's oh, really powerful so much. yeah every so. single one so that's the message i actually preached that night and that was a clip of me preaching over you know what happened with the rest of the night and every single one of those deliverances not one of those demons were you know coming up and and speaking their names or anything but it was full-on demonic manifestation because i would literally lay my head hand on their head and they would scream. You could hear the screams. They would just scream out. That was pain coming out. Yeah. You know, and I don't care whether it's a demon or or trauma or whatever needs to come out because I don't exalt demonic deliverance above mm-hmm. the heart. Yeah. And for me, it's about the heart. Like, what does your heart need? Where, where is it broken? Where does it need to be healed? You know, so sometimes people are getting healed of, of trauma. Sometimes it's demonic. Like I, the, I didn't show all of them due to, I feel like some needs did not be so blatantly just put out there, but there were some actually more intense deliverances than what I showed. But out of the intimacy of it, like the person on the ground and just the way the manifestation happened and the demon making them slither and just all the things, I know that I could have shown it. And I just really felt in my heart by the Holy Spirit that he didn't want that shown because I think some people are fine with it, but other people, it's like, that was an intimate moment, you know? And so I even like the guy that you saw, the man that you saw, he was shaking, demonically shaking and demons come out of him and he hacked stuff out and he Mm. wept very beautifully. It's so Mm. intimate and I wanted to put it. And then I felt like, no, I don't want to do that. So I showed enough to let people see there is deliverance happening, but I want you to know like there is full on demonic things happening, but I may not show those mm-hmm. clips. Um, some I will, but some I won't. So there's more than meets the eye. Yeah. <laughs> more than meets the eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate that Transformers. You... I just got oh, it. Yeah. Oh yeah, Sorry. Transformers. Joke of the Holy Spirit on me. He's like, more than meets yes. the eye. Yes, I get it, yep. Lord. I get it. Yep, way to <laughs> He's go. transforming us. What are talking about? Amen. <laughs> yeah, that's um, beautiful. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I want to give you a little bit of time to pray for people yes. uh, right now because uh, some people are going to be set free from some some stuff that needs to go. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So guys, just receive right now. Just lift your hands where you are, whether you're right here, you're live right now, or if you're going to watch the replay later, just lift your hands. You can get healed and set free even on the replay. We see that happen all the time. So, Father, I just thank you right now for everyone. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you baptize them right now from their head to the soles of their feet. You know, every place inside of them where they need your touch, Lord, where it's the deepest places of their heart that had trauma or pain in there, places where they were broken, Lord, that you want to put back together, you want to heal them. 
Holy Spirit, I'm asking you right now just to bring in that healing power of your love, that they would be filled with your love, Lord, all the way to the deepest part of them, Lord, that you would go back even into the very earliest issues of pain or soul wounds or trauma, things that happened that wasn't their fault. Lord, you want to heal those things right now. So I speak to your hearts right now. Every place in you that has brought pain, I speak to those places now. Holy Spirit, pull out that trauma, pull out that pain in Jesus' name. Cut the root of it. Anything that keeps trying to fuel it, we just separate that now from them in the name of Jesus. Any thought pattern that the enemy's tried to bring into your life to keep fueling wounding and trauma, I cut off those thought pattern cycles. In Jesus' name, I place right now over you the mind of Christ that would bring that healing and renewing of your mind that you need by the Lord. And Holy Spirit, I thank you right now. All things are possible with you. And we believe right now that every place, even their mind has been distorted or broken or even dissociated. Maybe there's different places in them that has split off in their identity. Lord, we speak to those places to heal. We command it now. To heal, we command right now what they need, Holy Spirit, to heal them in their mind, in their soul, and in their body. Everything that has brought a place of a doorway to the enemy, we just shut the door to every demonic spirit right now. I don't care where demons came in. I don't care what your name is. I don't care where your root is. I don't need to know why you're there or how long you've been there. But if there is demon spirits in any of these people right now, I command every demon right now to leave these bodies. I cut your root and I cut your permission off and I command you to detach from their bodies and come out in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, Holy Ghost, release your fire right now in Jesus name. Release them, set them free, Lord, according to the power of the cross of Jesus Christ, according to the blood of Jesus in the name of Jesus Christ. And the sunset free is free indeed. And I speak to your bodies, be free. Sickness, leave. Pain, leave. In the name of Jesus Christ, I speak to your soul to be healed, to receive the love of Christ, to feel his love around you, surrounding you, saturating you, healing your heart right now. All of that pain has to wash away. All that trauma has to leave. You're not going to carry it anymore because the Holy Spirit is here taking it from you. Holy Ghost, we lift it off right now in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And we speak healing now. Friends, as you're feeling that healing and things are happening, let us know in the comments. Things are happening. Pain has left your body. Sickness has left your bodies. Something is happening right now to you. Maybe you're feeling trembling. Maybe you're feeling crying. Maybe pain has left somewhere in your body. You need to let us know what God is doing right now because he is moving. The power of God is moving right now. He is touching you right now because he is good and he loves you so much. So receive that right now in Jesus name. Holy Ghost, everywhere the pain was, just put your spirit in there. Holy Spirit, put your love, put your fire, put your healing, Lord, put your wholeness in them. Put your peace and your joy, everything that they have needed that they have not had. Lord, bring that fullness now. I release it to you now, friends, in Jesus' name. I see that those things are happening right now in the chat. Thank you, Lord. 
There's pain leaving. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Teary-eyed, heat on my back, yawning. Feels like God touched me, flowing tears, feeling joy, crying. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Somebody had pain leave, I think. Did you see some of those comments of pain leaving? Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Mm, Muscles are loosening. Amen. Yeah. Crying. Very good. That's a good one. Thank you, Lord. Mm. All the way off of them. Everything that needs to leave right now. Just let it all the way go. It's not for you to carry anymore, friends. It's not for you to carry anymore. Jesus wants to carry it. He wants to take it. So you're going to release that all the way out. Here's the way you partner with him. You yield all the way to it. All the way to the weeping. Don't pull it back. Don't suck it back. Mm. Yield all the way. If there's Mm. coughing happening, if there's yawning happening, if you feel something beginning to move up and God is pulling things out of you, yield all the way. Go with it. Don't shut it down. Let it release. Let it release in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Nicole, I want to tell you something. There is a, obviously, you can be delivered now, but there's a playlist I just made with a guy named David Schramm, two episodes of him chronicling how he got out of a drug addiction. And I made it for people like you. So if you go to our YouTube, you go to the playlist, you'll see, I think it's called Freedom from Addiction or something like that. It's the only other playlist besides this one for deliverance. You watch that. God's going to do a huge thing in you as well. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. We just ask, Lord, that you set her free from that spirit of addiction Mm. in Jesus' name right now. Addiction leave in Jesus' name. Fire the Holy Ghost. Torment every demonic spirit that is not letting go of these people. Holy Ghost, I trust you now to torment every devil until it looses them. Fire. And Lord, increase the fire until it goes. Mm. Janine says she feels bones popping. Mm, Come on. I would love to hear more about what's going on. Mm. Did you have something wrong in your body? You know, what is God correcting there? Did you need a realignment of your spine? Thank you, Lord. People are being healed. They're they're seeing visions, and the Holy Spirit is showing people things to, to let trauma loose. Look at that. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. There's so much happening. I can't even read every comment. I know. I'm trying, I'm trying to grab as many. <laughs> Come as I can. on. Come oh. on. Nicole You're... asked, "How can how can she yield?" She says she wants to, but she doesn't know why she's not yielding. You just believe you have to trust him that he is the power to heal you, Nicole, and you don't have the power to be healed or to heal yourself. Mm. So you completely give over everything to him and you have to trust him. Say, Lord, I know you want me to be free and you're going to set me free. But part of that, Nicole, for you could be that God first wants to release love into you. He wants you to let him love you. And he doesn't hold back love from you just because you've had Mm -hmm. a struggle with addiction. Mm -hmm. He actually wants to heal the things that were driving you to addiction. There's a legitimate need that you have and you need to be healed first in your heart. Mm -hmm. And when you get healed of that, wherever it is, where it's loneliness or people weren't there for you or people were angry at you or you didn't feel loved when you were little or you didn't feel seen, whatever it is, the Holy Spirit wants to take you on a journey to heal that place in your heart. And that might not be in one session. And that's Mm -hmm. okay. This is a journey. 
And God does promise you something, though, that he won't leave you. Not when you've called to him. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And I'll tell you one thing, he's always working in your life mm. to bring about his will. So I want you to trust that process. And the enemy will lie to people and say, oh, you didn't get healed today. You didn't get this today. As people are getting healed and we're reading all these comments and people are crying and they're yawning and all these things are happening. But those of you that are pressing in for a miracle, if it's not happening right now, I want to tell you something. It's going to. Amen. God doesn't stop. Yeah. Don't give up. Amen. Trust that he gives you right now. So just breathe him in. Breathe in his love and say, Lord, I receive your love. and Receive that right now. Lo mm. It's love that heals. It's really, it's his love that heals us. Mm. Praise God, Paula. Lord. I just saw your comment about, she said, my dad pa passed away at nine. I saw him on the bathroom floor. I feel relieved mm. for the first time. I'm 69 years old. So praise oh, God. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's a Thank hard, Lord. that's a heavy burden. That is yeah. heaviness lifting. Yes. Mm. See, God doesn't want to just set us free of demons. He wants to set us free of trauma, pain, memories, mm. all of those things. God, that, that is the most important place in God's heart to heal where you're hurting. Mm. And that matters to him as much as anything else, as much as sickness. You know, we've been focusing on sickness in the church. We focus on a lot on doing miracles and sickness. And I feel like God says, you know, the heart of my people have been broken for so long and I want to heal it. And that's mm. what this is about. Amen. God is healing now. Amen. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Paula, you're 59, not 69 typo. There we go. You're forgiven. <laughs> Amen. That's beautiful, Paula. Amen. So happy for you. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Arnold, praise God. Yeah. The uh, You got the, the pectoral bicep situation healing. Praise God. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. Thank yeah. you, Jesus. And look, we yeah. don't even have worship music on. We're no. just sitting here in the presence of God is just yeah. touching people. I love that. That mm. just goes past our understanding of, wait, we've got to worship for an hour first. Mm -hmm. You know? We've got to set the mood just right. Yeah, we've got to we set the do... mood. Yeah. Yeah, God is ready. He's ready to move. I've literally seen the Holy Spirit sweep in like this within five minutes of a worship service where I felt like God's ready to move right now. And I literally had to tell the worship team, like, God's moving now. And I grabbed the microphone. I'm like, he's healing. He's delivering. Get up here. Get up front right now. <laughs> and it was beautiful. That was in Pennsylvania. Awesome. And the Holy Spirit, oh, awesome. the tears and the weeping. And people just yeah. sat. And no one had to lay hands. And there's this heavy presence of God came as people sat in his glory. And the mm. weeping all over the place. And then deliverance started happening out of that. And it was amazing. Thank you, Lord. Look at this. I'm reading all your yeah. comments. And if I miss it, I'm going to go back and read them all. So mm. don't worry. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Come on now. Sneezing, tingling, crying, fire in your body. Look at yeah. that. Anyone have a Kleenex? You George, that's what your shirt is for, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. just, you know. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Mm, so great. Amen. Burping, that's what I'm talking about, Leah. Let it rip. Got some of you guys need to just like lay on the ground. If you're not, like, you know, once this ends, just set some more time away because God's not thank done with Jesus. some of you. Um wow. But 
These comments are so amazing. That's what I'm looking at, guys. I'm yeah. reading your comment. This is so good. Dude. I'm just loving it. That's why I'm smiling and saying, oh, I'm reading your comments. This is so beautiful. Thank you, yeah. Jesus. I mean, what can we say? Yeah. It's so amazing. Yeah, amazing. Aww, you guys, it's going to be so legit. All of it. Everything's just so legit. So legit. Yeah, it's just <laughs> too legit. <laughs> Definitely. It's yeah. also, we're not going to quit. Yeah, so. <laughs> too legit, too legit to quit. A little MC Wait, Hammer for you quit. guys. Yeah, he, he was ahead of his time, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> that those song pants. went viral yeah. right oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, guys. Well, uh, Jennifer, how can people follow you on social media? Yeah, if you guys just I'm on all the social media, you can find the links if you go to the website. Just Jennifer Martin C L I on all the Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, everything's there. Yep. Mm-hmm. yeah awesome all right guys be blessed i keep keep those comments coming comment yes. down below when yeah. this this live live show ends you can comment in the, the comments down below let us know share this video with people share the playlist the link to the playlist is in the description as well so you can click that you can share that you can rewatch it share it with people um it's all about equipping people and yeah. um even new believers that you come across like they need to know about this stuff too, because the last thing I want is for someone who who comes to the Lord and then they go, someone tells them, they read something that Jesus said, they go, oh no, that's not for today. And then they completely dismiss it. We have no authority to say something in here isn't happening now. We don't have that authority. That's God and God alone. So share this with people. Amen. Yeah, share it because people can get delivered when you share it and they watch it. Yep. Amen. All right. So um, be blessed, everybody, and we'll see you on Friday. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Thank you.